This is Dyes and Chewy X, the podcast, episode 229 for the week of August 15th, 2010. Welcome to Dies and Shoot EX, the podcast, an extension of, well, this episode, just how it goes to all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan sites over here in New Jersey, Dies and Shoot EX, and off in the boonies of America. Ouch. <laughs> Constantine. We, all, all of us here, cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Across from me, with a boom extension coming off of her mic stand now. I don't even know what that means, but okay. <laughs> Hi. Mary. Yo, Hi. you, man. You covered from Otakon and the wedding, all going good? Yeah, let's say that. As opposed to what? As in I'm still in recovery mode. Okay. It was very exhausting, but fun. All good times, all good people. And like I said, joining us from Middle America, Heath Hugio from Constantine. Hello, sir. Hello, sir and ma'am. And it's a good thing you're here because you were the only other cohort to join us at Oticon this year. Apparently so. Everyone bailed on us. It was well worth it. It was. Good times. So we got Mary, we got Heath, my name is Mike, I go by Vegito EX Online. Three of us are here to talk to you about Dragon Ball related things at Otakon 2010, and I just news, just news. Just a lot of news. There's too much news. Make the news stop, <laughs> but then what would we do? There's so much good stuff, good, good stuff this episode. So we're going to cruise along. Last thing I'm going to talk about, a little housekeeping thing here. It is related to the news, but I've been updating what was an old page on the website, and I think it's been untouched for about four years. And I even joke in the page that it's sufficed for the last 16, 17 years. And now all of a sudden, it's no longer current and relevant, so I really have to give it an overhaul. So the new Saiyajin Zetsumetsu Keikaku page should be up by the time you're listening to this, complete with the history like the old page, but now, as you'll hear in the news, a little step-by-step about all the new animation news in addition to everything. So on the navigation, that's the tidbit called There Is No OVA? Well, it's I'm simply calling it Saiyajin Zetsumetsu Keikaku now. Oh, you're renaming the page? Yeah. Oh my gosh, now it's going to be so confusing. (laughs) You'll read all about, in the intro to the new page, I talk about the title of the old page. You should rename it so that it's, there is no, and then put the no with the strike through tag. It could be really (laughs) lame looking and awesome. Oh no, strike through is deprecated, isn't it? Oh man. There are multiple OVAs. All right, because we have so much OVA talking to get to, even though we're saving it for the last bit of news, let's talk about the news. Mary, you're starting us off with this gigantic round O news. Right. So, new releases coming out soon. Uh, just announced the Dragon Ball Kai characters song and BGM album. Coming out September 22nd, catalog number COCX36424 for 29.40 yen. This set's going to include a TV-sized version of Kokoro no Hane, which is a new ending theme, and songs for Cell and Trunks. So, it should be noted that early descriptions of the first First Kai song collection had a theme for Kudidin Krillin. Sorry, I'm saying Krillin. Ah, ha, ha, you suck. said it right the first time. It, well, it was like a, but we never got one. 
on that CD. So whether or not the sell and trunks things are good on their word for this album, I guess we'll find out. I was joking in the update. We all want Norio Wakamoto to sing a song in character. Yes. Oh, God, yes. About cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Or laundry. Oh, laundry. I don't know. It could be like the Frieza song on the prior set, which was not sung by Ryusei Nakao. This may be just about Cell by someone else, but we're all hoping for in-character songs. Heath, I'm going to ask you, what do you think about this bit of a twist here that it's character songs and background music on the same CD? That's kind of not normal for Dragon Ball. It's not normal at all. It's it's really odd, and it almost makes you think that, do they need to raise some funds, and they couldn't <laughs> quite wait until they... Uh, you know, had enough songs to make it complete. Well, that's what I'm wondering. We don't have a third soundtrack announced. We had a volume one, which had a limited edition as well. Right. We had a volume two. They've been using uh, so much new music, it seems like, and Kai. It feels like they could have warranted a third relatively soon, right? Right. But then it's, it's also kind of weird because you have some vocal songs that are going to be on there, but we haven't had any insert songs in Kai since Frieza. Right. So it's almost like oh man, we don't have enough background music. Uh, somebody go over there and write some quick vocal songs. We'll sing those and throw them on so people aren't paying 30 bucks for you know a 10-track CD. Now, I don't remember. Were any so- Was Over the Star used before the Kai Song Collection came out? Because it did appear on the uh, Yeah Break CD single, but the CD single was out before it was used in the show. Yes, because it was in episode 17. Right, and then was episode 17 before the song collection came out on CD? I forget the order of events. I believe it was after. Well, what I'm getting at is with the Kai song collection, for the most part, songs were on CD before they were used in the show. So, this could be a From chance. what I remember, we had a couple appear, and then it was like, sweet, I can't wait for this, you know? And then we we got a preview of oh people started speculating well this could be used for the super right, science right. and this so yeah i don't know that's kind of interesting yeah yeah all right well this is coming out oh geez it's about a month, month and off. a half okay i take that back it came out after because after the it was a ginyu tok sentai had their theme that aired on tv before that ever came out did it okay yes all so right. at some point in there. All right, so it was a little bit of both. It was a little, some were used before and some after the CD. Anyway, all right, so this is coming out in the month. No cover art, no full track listing yet. We'll uh, keep up on this. Heath, you're uh, sticking with Kai for a little bit here, telling us some fun stuff. All right, we have a couple little Kai updates, so we're just going to kind of clump them all together. I have uh, Ben Shimada came back. He previously played Broly in the Dragon Ball Z movies. Was he in all three of them, right? Except just grunting Kakarot. (laughs) That's correct, yeah. And all the video (laughs) Um, games and everything, too. Yes. And he's taking over the role of Kami-sama for Takeshi Aono, who recently had a stroke while he was in surgery. So as far as we know, he's doing okay, but hasn't fully recovered. So Bin Shimada has basically been taking over most of his roles in any series that he was currently working on. That's what I was going to say. I saw, I guess it was the original A&N story that Shimada took over for another of Aono's roles. So it's almost like he's a default step in. 
Like I believe who? it was in One Piece. Oh, okay. But I, I can't remember. Was it Shin-chan or Maruko-chan? There was a chan yeah, in there somewhere. Yeah, um, that too. Sazae-chan? Sazae-san. san One of the kids shows. That's been you know, always number one in the ratings. The one That's that san rakes in all the money. And next up, we have uh, Norio Wakamoto is coming back to play none other than Cell. And we sort of already hinted at this earlier, but uh, via... Toshio Furukawa's blog, who plays the role of Piccolo, he put up a nice picture of him with Wakamoto, and the two of them just kind of hanging out after they had recorded an episode of Kai. So it kind of hinted at, hey, he's coming back because he's recording. At least we hope so. Well, that doesn't confirm he's doing Cell. That confirms that he was in the studio hanging out. That's true. He's doing all the Cell Juniors. And possibly and- singing. <laughs> right, right. I hope so. I pay good money to see that. All right, other than voice casting, this is some uh, strange stuff here. Yes. On the official Dragon Ball Kai page for Toei Animation, they announced that they had kind of joined up with Bondi to host a Become Dragon Ball Kai campaign. And it's really kind of odd, but they've decided, hey, let's give out prizes to people that buy our stuff. And it's basically a children's clothing line that runs through January of 2011. And the first 590 people that buy an item and then return the postcard that came with it they win a free life-size Kinton pillow, which is awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I but want. then it gets even weirder because the first seven people that purchase a Goku cosplay cosplay <laughs> accessory and send in a picture of them actually wearing it, then they will get a photo back of them basically photoshopped into <laughs> some famous scene from Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like there. a contest you would run. I know. It's like you got a cosplay, but you got to send a picture of you in the outfit, and then we'll give you some random crap. It's like I'm gonna take a picture of me, send it to you, and you're gonna send it back to me when I could easily maybe <laughs> right. just Photoshop this myself. <laughs> just do it myself in paint. Just start like a Photoshop service and charge like five bucks a pop. I know, right? So, Lucrative side business. Crazy things that little kids will do in Japan, I suppose. We'll have to have Julian report back on that one. Yeah, right. I don't know how. I guess there's no way of enforcing that. Next up, the last bit of news that we had for Kai was Anime John, which, if people don't know what Anime John is, it's just run by Toy Animation, and they post videos online. It's basically like an anime of iTunes or the iTunes of anime gotcha. and so you can go on and you pay like four dollars you can download five episodes of a series and uh, John actually is short for jump of how Jambu. it's spelled in Jambu. Japanese so it's kind of weird why they just didn't put anime jump I'm guessing it was some sort of copyright issue. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird because they like to shorten everything. I would have expected this to come to all the way down to Anijan instead of the full anime word. Yeah. Why they just didn't throw the poo at the end, but who knows? <laughs> no, <laughs> That's poo. what Toriyama does with everything. Anyway, they are holding a contest for one winner. Um, and the way I read it, it could be like you and a sibling and if you're young enough, then your parents have to come with you. So hopefully some, like, kid wins, and then their parents that grew up watching it in the 80s can go with, I don't know. Instead of someone like us approaching yes. 30 going by yourself. But this winner gets to attend a recording session for Kai on September 9th in Tokyo. And they also get a free tour of the premises and get kind of a background look at the production process of Kai. So people that live in Japan really need to go because I will send you questions and you can take photos for me because i would love to go to that it's very, awesome very cool stuff. except it's right around the corner yeah yeah it's coming up real soon so julian get back to japan 
I know, right? And take photos and send in entries and... You can take your wife. Exactly. She's interested in Kaino. All right, we're going to cruise through a little more Kai stuff. This is going to be a bigger discussion. And we're going to... It's kind of... This is a big discussion. And the circumstances of how we got to this question is also a bigger discussion that we're going to talk it's about later. It's kind of the topic. Yeah, yeah. Would you say? It's kind of weird because this all just came out and then it was like, damn, I can roll these all together. It like all fits. <laughs> exactly. All the pieces it's amazing fit. how that happens. It's like nope. solving a mystery and we're all detectives with like monocles <gasps> and pipes and hats. <laughs> That's true. And, and Yuji sure. Mitsuya. All right. So we're going to tell you all about the panel and how that went down and the fire alarm and all that later. But Yuji Mitsuya, who played Kaioshin in Dragon Ball Z, he had a panel. We went to it. At Otakon. At Otakon. Long story short, I got in the last question. I asked him if he... Because you're a bastard. I said, I know it's still a long ways off. Do you know if you'll be coming back to play Kaioshin in Kai when it gets to that point? Now, what he said was, and he kind of laughed after the question was translated. Well, like, we should also... I mean, I don't know how much stock to put into this because, you know, it was kind of translated on the fly. Yeah, yeah. So I gave credit to uh, Toshi for, yeah. for, you know, doing that and stuff. And it, no wonder the gun, but I don't know how accurate it might necessarily no, be. No, it was pretty clear between the two of them what was going on. I mean... His chuckle after he asked the question right. was... I kind of gave it all away. Or maybe so, it was more like, well, why do these Americans know about Kai? Yeah. He, he was like, you remember Rurouni Kenshin? We're like, what? yeah, that was kind of a big thing over here. We I, I can't is. believe that he didn't realize that. But Anyway, so his answer to this was, I would like to. I'm friends with the director, and I have expressed my interest in returning to do it. I don't know if they'll be able to afford me or if the series will last that long. Well, wasn't it, it the director specifically told him? Him, like, actually, I'm not sure if we can hire you because you're too expensive. Right. right. And I don't even know if the series <laughs> is going to run that long. And then he said he would take a pay cut just to be a part of it. Exactly. So. Which I kind of have a feeling is what a lot of people have been doing. Right. I mean, for some of them, I mean, this... They have so many other roles. Dragon Ball is just like, are you going to give me extra money? All right, I guess I'll do it. But Heath, this ties into bigger stuff. I'm going to kind of let you roll with this for a little bit. But what's up with Dragon Ball in terms of money making in Japan? Is this really is a bigger discussion. Yes. So we found all this out. And then Toei Animation actually released their fiscal year report for the upcoming quarter. Well, the first quarter just ended. Right. So they, they had listed back through 2004. And it was just kind of interesting to look at because Dragon Ball in Japan did fairly well while the Dragon Boxes and the Dragon Box singles were coming out. Oh, yeah. And then slowly it's been somewhat dropping off. And then even with Kai, they've been making less and less money. And at the same time, series like One Piece have just exploded while Kai is somewhat going down. It's almost inversely proportional. I mean, the best year for yeah. Dragon Ball was the worst One's year for like One Piece. One's like a bell curve and the other one's like an inverse. <laughs> I mean, they're complete opposites. I'm kind of shocked to see even One Piece dip that low in 2006. I, I mean, know. it's been... I mean, I assumed consistently popular for the last 10 years. And look at the last couple of years. Yeah, they've kind of had um, a couple revivals ever since One Piece. It, it kind of goes in and out a little bit, but right. recently, I think it's because of the recent movie that yeah, Strong World actually huge. had a hand in making. And it's just, I mean, even just for this 
first quarter, One Piece outsold what it made in the entirety of the last fiscal year. That's so freaky. <laughs> Which is just insane. I mean, no one's ever really done that. Dragon Ball's come close. But. Right, right. All right, so what can we extrapolate from this information? We're going to get over to international stuff, but just Japan alone. Well, frankly, in technical financial terms, Dragon Ball's not the new hot shit. <laughs> that sums it up. It Even not with Kai, wow. Yeah, it's actually, I was a little surprised when I really broke down the numbers just because you think it would at least stay up there and stay consistent, but it's it's going down, even with Kai on TV. So it just kind of makes you wonder what's going on. But at the same time, we have internationally... This is Kai fascinating. and Dragon Ball are just ridiculously huge. Um, they're number one basically since 2004. And if we had data going back farther, I would speculate that it goes back to the 90s. Yeah, 2010 did better than 04. 04, the Kanzen bomb was coming to a close. So that was kind of like the almost the end of the big revival in Japan with the Kanzen bomb video games just starting to come out again. Yeah, because 2002 is when the big revival really kicked in. Right. And so even internationally, though, and this includes the rest of Asia, Europe, North America, so South America. So what do you think happened from 04 to 05? I mean, that was a significant drop there. I have no idea what happened. And then it goes back up again. And then down, yeah. and then those numbers are just getting huge, huge. to 010. Yeah, <laughs> which then we speculate, which we'll talk about later, is this one big reason why Kai came over to the U.S. so quickly? Because people even noted right away when they announced this was coming out, people went, why the hell is Funimation putting this out right now? Why aren't they waiting? And it just seems so rushed, and in a way, this totally could be Toei coming over and saying, hey, we have this. Do you want it? Well, I don't know about Funimation because they have done almost both ends of the spectrum. They have done the thing where they license a show and then it takes them a year or two to put it out. Then they have done things where they license it and they're ready to go with it. Dragon Ball is just the biggest anomaly for the company and maybe even the North American industry as a whole. So I I almost feel like whatever they did with it was going to be weird and strange. But I, I honestly was not expecting Kai to come over when it did. No, I thought I, they would get another half I year I think it or so. makes sense just because putting out things quickly is what fans demand. Yeah, well, Funimation knows they have to because they know people are downloading it. They know they're watching it illegally. If they can get it on TV, and now we're at the point where we're hitting two TV broadcasts of Kai, isn't CW4Kids starting up with it soon for a preview yes. or something like that? Which actually, in the fiscal report that they had, the very first slide talked about some of their international licensing, mm-hmm. and they showed pictures, and one of them was Kai, and it listed Nicktoons and CW. Wow. So. Wow. All right. So obviously that's a huge gain for both sides of the world. It's big for Toei and it's big for Funimation as well. And it's I just find it interesting with One Piece how well it does in Japan and it just hasn't caught on internationally. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people have complained that it's not on TV and you kind of look at the numbers. and. <laughs> well, in some ways it's almost a catch-22. It's not on TV yeah. because it doesn't do well and it doesn't do well because it's not on TV. So Exactly. All right. Well, how else do we want to wrap up 
this little bit of news where Dragon Ball declining in Japan and exploding in the US. I don't know. I'm looking at this first quarter for 2011 and if you quadruple that, that's not still not going to come anywhere close to last year. No. So is 2011 going to be another down year? It very well could be. I mean, if you look how it's trending, it kind of looks like that, but it'd be nice if it at least got back up towards 600 million yen. Well, there. this is uh, the overseas one, right? Yes. This so is... the first quarter isn't the first quarter of this year. It's Not only... the calendar year, no. Right, so we got yeah. a whole slew more box sets coming our way. So, I mean, I don't know if it'll be enough to like go as high as 2010, but I think... And you know, those 2010 numbers probably include whatever Funimation paid to them in that time period. So that's going to be a huge, huge net gain there. I guess there's one thing to point out that I guess we didn't really discuss, but if you go back to within Japan... The fiscal year starts in April. Right, right. So the fiscal year of 2010 would be April of 2009. So even the year that Kai came out, it started right at that fiscal year, right at the beginning, since it started on April 5th. It still dropped that entire year, then the year before when there was no such thing as Kai. Fascinating stuff. We're probably the only nerds that are, like, interested in this. But if you're listening to this show, you're at that level. Don't make assumptions. uh, You like like to think that. I know from the survey what people like. Although I didn't have a question about finances. Okay. (laughs) I'm just pretending that people like this stuff. Speaking of finances and sales, we're going to continue here. Famitsu revealed the top 1,000 games in Japan for calendar 2009. So we're not talking fiscal year, we're talking, you know, January to December. Dragon Ball's places on the list. I'll give you a quick rundown. Number 63, Saiyajin Raishu, Attack of the Science. Amazingly enough, this was the best performing Dragon Ball game in Japan with 192,200 copies. Wow. Even better than the combined sales of Raging Blast on both systems. PS3 did uh, 107,560, as expected for Japan, way down at just under 11,000. So even when you combine those, the DS game did amazing. Uh, Infinite World on the PS2 came out the prior year, but it sold another uh, 76,000 copies, just under 200,000 total. So even the PS2 stuff is still kicking. The Wii game did 44,000. So, yeah, okay. Uh, Dragon Ball DS, another game that came out the prior year, did just under 30,000. Uh, lifetime sales up to uh, 214,000. Uh, and then Evolution on the <laughs> PSV for the live action movie. 7,513 copies. Wow. That's sad. Yes. Not in how few copies it sold, but in how many it <laughs> how sold. How many it sold, I know, I know. Um, Heath, I guess I'll ask you, for Japan, are you shocked or was it expected with the DS game versus Raging Blast? I guess I'm not really shocked that much. I know the DS does really well. Yeah, yeah. So um, a lot of people like to take it on the subway. <laughs> yes, on the train, uh, like I do. It's kind of hard to take your PS3 on the subway. Right, right. It'd be interesting to compare the American numbers, because we traditionally think of fighting games over here in the U.S. is doing better than you know the DS RPGs, right. but I don't know. I feel like those sales were good enough compared to their console brethren. Why haven't we heard about a sequel yet? They should get on that, because I would probably get it. Damn right. All right, last thing in terms of game sales. It looks like so far this year, this calendar year, Dragon Ball DS2, uh, 59,511 copies. So it's about a quarter of the way of what the first game has done in its lifetime. But it is two very different 
availability lengths there. Mary, do you have any thoughts on game sales? No, I'm not too surprised with the order Seems about of right. where these fall in the rankings. I guess I'm shocked even Evolution made it at all, frankly. Yeah, on the top 1,000 at all. <laughs> yeah. that, I that was means just going to say that. <laughs> there's about almost 250, 300 other games that did worse than Evolution over there. Just somewhat sad. Heath, what, what about you? You got any last thoughts on uh, game sales here? Just Evolution. I mean, I'm just, I'm shocked, let alone it's on the list, but I'm not surprised that it's at the bottom. Infinite World, that's... I'm, I'm kind of surprised Infinite World's that high. Yeah, especially in its second year. I forget yeah. when it came out in the year, so it may have been a thing where you know, it came out in November of the prior year. I forget what the date was. On it's it. so hard to, to keep track. Up. We're going to move on. Mary, you're going to close out finances stuff. Uh, sticking with video games for a little bit, but also toys, because Namco Bandai owns everything in Japan. It's Quarter true. one fiscal 2011. Right, so they've reported a one point. 0.64 billion yen or 19 million dollar loss for the quarter. Dragon Ball overall dropped in net sales from 2.2 billion yen last year in quarter 1 2010 to 1.2 billion yen this quarter. For so, a billion yen. Damn. So was that a yeah, a whole billion loss just for Dragon Ball alone. So the company is forecasting a drop down to 3 billion yen in quarter 2 2011 compared to 5.8 billion yen in quarter 2 2010. So that's quite a significant drop right there. That's just for next quarter. Now for the whole year their forecasts. Right. So compared with last year's fiscal actual net sales of 12.5 billion, the company is forecasting 9.5 billion for fiscal 2011. Another drop. Yeah. Three, three billion down the drain. In terms of general toys and hobby merchandising, non-video game stuffage, franchise uh, dropped slightly in net sales from 0.7 billion yen last year to 0.6 billion yen this quarter. And the company is standing strong with their forecast in fiscal 2011 of 2.7 billion yen and projects an increase up to 1.1 billion yen next quarter alone. So should that projection ring true, that leaves only 0.9 billion yen to be split among the last two quarters of the fiscal year. Yeah, so they're front-loading, at least in this area, for the year and then the second two. But again, this is the fiscal year where it goes from, what is it, April to April. Uh, it's, yeah, April 1st to March 31st. So, Namco Bandai stuff, it's down. It's to be expected. Heath, do you have any, I don't know, thoughts, interpretations? Mm, not really. I mean, it's pretty standard across the board. I know a lot of companies are seeing this happen just because of the global economy. Yeah. Just, people just aren't buying as much as they used to. The Toei charts are any indication. Just right. choose Dragon Ball going down. Yep. If anything, I'm, I'm actually shocked that the uh, toy sales, the general hobby stuff, only down 0.1 billion. That's because we keep buying figures. Yeah, I suppose it's that my fault. Alright, we'll move on. This isn't so much news and we're going to cover it a little more in the future. But the second Extreme Battle collection guidebook has cover art. This one's for the Cell Arc and Majin Buu Arc. And what's neat is you can place the cover art alongside the first one to make one big larger image. What's wrong with Goku's face? People Thank have been you. saying that about both volumes so far. Did you he, did you see the, the picture on yes. Archive where people were like, can you just flip his frown they took or smile? They eyes and they put him on Goku's face. I know, and they look way too shiny. Good stuff, people. Yeah. Goku appears twice, once on each cover. Yes, 
Yes. They at least get another character on I know. there. I know. We got Gotenks in the background. It's at least something. Anyway, we'll be covering these two books in a couple weeks on the show. Heath, hopefully you're going to be getting yours in. You ordered both of them together, right? Yes. All right. Mine, I'm actually shocked it didn't arrive today. I'd be more shocked if it didn't arrive yes. tomorrow. So I can go uh, either receive it or pick it up. Heath, you're to continue on here with some manga news, but not manga news like we would expect. I know, unfortunately. So we're expecting a Jump Super Anime Tour manga adaptation again. Um, previously, we had one in 2008. V-Jump printed a two-part in black and white manga adaptation of that year's special with the story that was done by Takao Koyama, which was actually supervised by Kira Toriyama. But the art was done by Naho Oshi, which basically no one had ever heard of, ever. No, no, that's not a name I've ever seen anything yes. for. I believe it's not even on Anime News Network. I wonder if it's a synonym for someone. It very well could be. But uh, if you want to actually go read those, those are up on Konzentai, hopefully temporarily until somebody grabs them and publishes them here in the U.S., then they will go away. So if you want them, go grab them. But we have this other adaptation that's coming out. It's due out on September 3rd. It's 730 yen, which is about the price of any any manga that's being released at the moment. It's also 160 pages, which again falls in line with the film animation comics. And it's, what, 90 more pages than the previous one? So we can assume it's not going to be a re-release. Right, right. Unless they just pack it full of tons of supplemental information. Right. But it's also the exact same size as the film animation comics, so we're somewhat leaning toward that is what it's going to be. Basically, they will take screenshots from the special itself, put it in a manga form, and release it in full color. That's weird. I, I kind of like yeah. the black and white version because at least it's somewhat different. I think Tension Han actually shows up and sits in the chair in that. Yeah, she actually, they added a couple characters that didn't originally appear, if I remember correctly, and she had them actually doing something. Yeah, so that's cool. Neat. It was kind of nice. So I don't know about this one, but it's cheap enough. Uh, still no cover yeah. art, no real confirmation. I hate this about the Japanese books. Where I feel like we don't know what it is until the goddamn thing's out already. Yeah, or just basically the week before or even the day of. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's weird. But one good hope that I have is they're going to include a bunch of supplemental information because that's what they typically do right. with the film animation comics. So if anything, maybe it'll have an interview or two or some behind-the-scenes jump special something. Who knows? Definitely want more info. All right, speaking of other things that may or may not come out, is there a new Wii game coming? Play.com is listing a new game called Dragon Ball Spike for the Wii to be released on October 1st in Europe. Whoa. That's a little weird because October is right around the corner and feel like we know about every game that's coming out. It's almost entirely unlikely that in August we would learn about a game coming out in October. I don't know. Hasn't that happened before? Not that soon. Not oh, okay. two months. But we've definitely heard about games on through online retailers before anything else. I think the uh, Shin Budokai games were leaked through GameStop, that kind of stuff. What's really interesting about this is that Spike is the name of the developer who does I know. Raging Blast and stuff. <laughs> Maybe it's an accident. So, I don't know. There's a listing for a reason. What do you think, Heath? But then you have to question, is it actually going to be anything like Raging Blast 2? Because it comes out October 1st. Are you saying it might be the original Raging Blast? No, I, I, I can only imagine this is an error. We hear about yes. so yes. many things that I don't know. This is I agree. Error. Speaking of errors, it's kind of weird. And 
you can cut this out if you want, but the other day I was looking on shonenjump.com, the Japanese side, uh-huh. and they still list the TV animation comics as continuing on. So there's like, there's still like seven <laughs> and eight. You've just forgotten there's, it. Yeah. I think someone forgot to delete those. All right. Shall we uh, hit the big news here? Let's do it. I got to say, our buddy, Wasted Wisher, he totally gives us the hookups. Folks, I don't want this to come off as bragging. It's almost like pride. I can't believe how awesome it is. He told us about Kai before it was announced in Japan. He told us uh, jump anime, jump super anime tour specials and character design sheets and stuff. We told you because of this guy back in May, the game was coming out with 30 minutes of new animation. We told you back in June that the animation was a reanimated remake of Plan to Eradicate the Science. Here we are, confirmed this week via Jump, included as a part of Raging Blast 2. Because you are loyal to Daisenshu EX, you have known about this for months now. But now we're getting all the kind of nitty gritty details. There's a scan here from Jump announcing it. It is... Super Saiyajin Zetsumetsu Keikaku, or Plan to Eradicate the Super Science. Oh, so now it's more super than ever before. That's right. Which is weird because in the screen cap that's up, now Goku's not Super Science. <laughs> so it's actually less Super Science. Heath, uh, buddy Herms, Jake, translated some stuff out of here. Really not a whole lot of new info information but it seems like it's on the disc and i like that they were hinting about frieza has some new techniques and combos to attack you with even though in the original he's just like a ghost warrior and not all that significant to the plot right it kind of makes you wonder i'm guessing it's just a straight 30 minute newly animated remake because it says you can watch it right away right but then i'm assuming they're incorporating it somehow into the gameplay itself. Right, that's what we're leaning toward right now. We basically have confirmation, and we'll talk about it as we continue through the news, so I I guess we'll get to it. But it does sound like the story from this feature will be a part of the story mode in Raging Blast 2, but that is what we don't have solid confirmation on. That's kind of cool, though. Just yet. And more for the fact that we knew that the story existed, I think we'd be like, oh my god, new story! awesome but we know, know what to expect but it's still something different as <laughs> well, opposed to like your typical straight fighting almost, game that i'm always so sick of it's almost twofold on top of what you're saying it's not just that we know about it but we know how bad the original story was yes <laughs> so uh yeah i wish i there are some times where i wish i was that original version of mike just discovering it if i knew oh my god i'm getting something new this new half hour special <gasps> Well, when we first watched this, I was still, like, pretty fangirl about it, and I fell asleep during it. Yeah. It gets pretty boring. (laughs) It gets... Yeah. There's a lot of gas. I can tell you that. <laughs> the damn gas. There's a lot of gas. Let's scroll down here. On August 9th, Namco Bandai issued a formal press release over in Japan announcing everything. And they updated the website with some production sketches and stuff. And it's Dragon Ball Super Saiyan Zetsumetsu Keikaku in Raging Blast 2. Kind of really going on about it, how neat it is. Then the next day, Namco Bandai's North American branch confirmed its inclusion in the international release of the game for the U.S. and Canada. And I'm pretty sure that Europe has also had it announced as well. And that's when everyone shit their pants. Right. The cover is kind of cool with all the movie villains on it. Well, I guess we'll talk about that. Heath, where did this European box art come from? It came from a U.K. website. I believe it's just game.co.uk. Okay. And uh, they apparently had 
had leaked these early, but like I mentioned in my post about them, um, as far as we know, they're just the European box art, but with the original Raging Blast, all releases internationally still feature the original Japanese box art, so could this possibly be the actual Japanese box art that we're going to get? Yeah, we don't know yet. I mean, no yeah. one's leaked it other than this stuff. And I guess what's further interesting is I'm pretty sure BoJack 13 have not been announced. Has Kula been announced as playable? I know Janemba has. I I don't think so. I don't think Kula has. And then, you know, front and center in the back, if he can be front and center in the back, <laughs> is Hachihaku. Hachihaku. Hachiyak. Everyone's going to have fun with that name. I don't know. I, I just kind of want to go with the bullet man thing I said for no particular reason. Yes. Bullet man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I mean, he's definitely going to be in the animated feature. He has to be. He's kind of the final villain in the but it actual... it seems like he will actually be a playable character, which is pretty cool. Uh, people in the know have been clamoring for this for years just because it's another villain. You might as well throw him in. He's got a, I don't know, kind of derivative design, but... I want to be Dr. Mew. I just want to fight as him. All right, let's uh, scroll back up here in our outline. Or talking no, about... Dr. Raichi. Oh my gosh, I went GT. <laughs> it's horrible. Talk about this artwork. Uh, along with their announcement of it being confirmed for the US version, Namka Bandai had uh, some assets they sent out to the press, including one screenshot from what seems to be the animated feature. So you can see it'll be on our homepage and it's been on our forum and some other places. So the one on the left here is from the original 93 feature. The one on the right is from what appears to be the new one. Uh, it's definitely in widescreen, as to be expected. It's kind of interesting that Goku is not in Super Saiyan on uh, the new version, so that's a little bit of a change. It's nice that it's simply not retraced. Yes, yeah. definitely not redrawn. All. It's just like Wasted Wisher was telling us. It is done from the ground up. It is totally redone. Even it's the not high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, thoughts from this one screenshot that we have Looks so good. Far? Maybe it'll make for AMV fodder. Yeah. I'm going to join the camp that's online that everyone has said, this is how Kai should have been done. Yeah. But too expensive, not it making is. enough money. Exactly. God, if, they're, if there's even doubts about the budget in the state that it's in currently, yeah, we wouldn't have gotten a ground up redo. It kind of makes you wonder, though, if they would have gone with new animation, would people be more interested in yeah, it? Yeah. I doubt yeah. it. You I mean, doubt it, Mary? I doubt it. I kind of doubt it, too. I don't think people pay that I much attention. I know I would be more interested. Yeah, we're such the minority. That's true. Yeah. So, as far as we know, this is on the game disc. It is not a separate DVD or Blu-ray. It's you load up the game and watch it. No one said anything about there not being a later separate release. But as of right now, this is on the game disc. I have a request out to Namka Bandai about languages. Haven't heard back yet. No one else has said anything about it yet. Like Mark and I were saying on the uh, last episode of the show, this only went into production in Japan two months ago. It's only 30 minutes, though, so they could probably crank it out quick. There already is a story and a script to adapt. It's possible we could get a dub. It's very likely that they could just leave it in Japanese. We don't know. We'll let you know when we know. It's almost a Kai version of it because they've yeah, actually uh, shortened it. There's a lot of bullshit. I mean, there's the <laughs> random monsters and maybe they'll just keep out Destron Gas entirely. I hope so. Wasn't but, that just one of the major plot points? Yeah, I mean, I don't like remember it going. I was actually yeah, it was just so that the characters today. would have to travel around. Right, right. Basically. I want them to remake the Terry Rico game and then I can talk to Gohan on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to talk to Trunks? Well, then I would get all shy. 
<laughs> I get embarrassed. So, are we uh, done with the news here? Is there anything else to say oh, about this? My brain. You told me to stop looking for news. I know. I know. Like, I don't need more news. So I gave up. We've been doing almost a full episode just about news, but some of it was almost mini topics and needed its own discussion. So, all right, are we done? I you believe need to so. Ask. You right, need to direct. Let's talk about Oticon a little there bit. There you go. I want to talk about the merchandise we bought before we talk about anything else because I spent money on awesome things and I don't regret a single cent of it. I was waiting for Mary to respond and be like, No, I was going to say something snarky, but everything you bought is pretty cool. (laughs) I'm just sad at how much money you spent. It actually wasn't that much. What did I spend? Like a hundred total? Oh, God. Oh, my brain. I don't know. There's only one of them that I was going to fight you over. Oh, I, I spent five bucks. You got to it first. First thing we got was just a little $4 Tenkaichi Budokai announcer, Gashapon, just by himself without a box. I just thought he was so cute. awesome. Mary, you actually got this one. It was a chibi Gashapon, and it ended up being Zarbon inside. So yeah. So he was pretty cool. I'm pretty happy with that. That was my one purchase for 4 or $5. I think you're saying as long as it wasn't Peronga, you didn't really care who was inside. Exactly. <laughs> I think at that point, Mike was so sick that he didn't want to buy anything. Uh, I, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. that was sick. I bought, it's my first one from the Creatures line. I'm really sad to say I haven't even put it together yet. I know. Mecha Frieza. He is so fucking badass looking. Oh, his I love his him. waist is so skinny. His abdomen it's kind of abnormal. It is a little yes. weird. It's but not all very of the creatures are kind of like grossly exaggerated in a way. But his his mecha hand is so cool. He's I love gonna his rip pose. your heart out with this mecha hand. He's like stepping forward a little bit with a half complete leg and his arm. That's how you look in the morning. It is how I look in the morning. So I'm actually thinking about doing a review for it, which is one of the reasons I haven't put it together yet. So I want to take pictures of the packaging. Oh, good call. Uh, I bought a mouse pad. Yeah. And we decided we don't want to use it because <laughs> it doesn't you have a mouse enough. Pad? Well, yeah, I, I don't only because this. I was playing games with it, and that's probably not the optimal use for it. I'm sure for day to day stuff, it's okay. I don't know. It doesn't have enough traction on the bottom, like my I don't know, 15 year old uh, South Park one that has foam on the bottom, so it stays in place better. It's pretty bootleg. It's not bootleg. It's actually real, but you mean bootleg in the sense that it kind of sucks. No, I mean it looks like a bootleg. It does. <laughs> An official bootleg. Yeah. Heath, is this the one you were going to fight me over? Yes. Uh, you said, hey, which one of us should buy this? Okay, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> he walked you didn't away. You leave an opening, you ass. Uh, ass monkey. You have to be this way, though. I thought there were two. Maybe uh, not. There was just the one. There's this and then some of the Korean stuff that I bought last year left over. But it is the program book for the Toei Anime Fair with Dragon Ball Z Movie 12. I think Slam Dunk is on the other side of it. Yes. It always is. Yeah, it's, it's always On posters dunk. or whatever. There's some uh, neat stuff in there. The It's in perfect condition. The stock of paper is kind of cardboardy. And you can put it in a scanner without breaking any binding, which I love. <sighs> So, I don't know, I'll try to put up some pictures of it. Nothing that we haven't really seen before. Um, You know, character designs and shots from the special, but... Now I have movie 4 and movie 12. One of these (laughs) is good, one of these is not. These is, yes. Did we get anything else, Mary, you and I? Nope. I think that covered it. I'm just too distracted. Did you buy anything? No, you, you took my book. Oh. But next year... 
I'm I'm saving up so I can buy a cell. That's yes. my goal. So other stuff at the convention before we get to the real story. Um, the Doctor Slump kind of crossover arc was playing subbed. I believe Bernhard was in charge of this more classic room. He sent the Chipmunks parody in the past and some emails and, and stuff. And I wanted so to go see it. Props to him. What were we doing instead? I think the AMV contest or something. No, DBZ abridged was on at the same time. Oh, okay. That well, that was misleading. I was like, Sorry, hey, Scott. I want to go to the Doctor Slump, and you're like, we should go to DBZ abridged. And I we hadn't did. even noticed that that was at the same time. Well, we did get through one episode. Uh, this is the first episode of season two of Abridged, and goddamn, does that get a great reaction when it plays? Yes. Take note of audience reaction. Damn right. Friends out there who might run the fan parody section. Hint, hint. <laughs> Main thing we're going to talk about. Was there any other Dragon Ball stuff? I don't think so. Um, Not really. I mean, we just saw cosplayers and... Oh, that is something I want to touch on, though. There was, like, actual massive photo shoots and stuff, and last year I think we did peek in on it, and this year we somehow missed it. I was kind of sad about that. Well, the thing is... I didn't even notice that. I'm not in on the scene, so I don't know when they schedule stuff. Well, no, I saw... I don't... I don't know where I would have seen this because this isn't my scene, but I saw a list of all the different series and when their photo shoots oh, were really? in that main area on level one. And they uh, had photo shoots for some obscure shows. It was kind of cool. Nice. And there was definitely one or maybe more Dragon Ball sessions. Yeah, I, 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 I even made a mental note. I was like, oh, I should. Make I think sure there were only that. two or three cosplays that I didn't even see while we were walking around. But yeah, yeah. pretty sure we saw mostly all of them while we were there. There's some great cosplayers out there, and I, I really wish we could have jumped in and taken pictures of this stuff. I, I think the only Dragon Ball cosplay picture I got was the first one I put up was 17, or not 17, 16 and 19. A very, very sad 16. <laughs> I'm sorry for listening 16, but you seemed very grumpy. <laughs> no, he was just in character. No, but 16 was not grumpy. in character. Yeah, he is. He's just expressionless. Sometimes eh, he smiles when there's birds. I see no distinction. <laughs> okay. He just, he looked very pissed. I don't know. He, we were joking. He knew he was destined to die. So what else are you going to do? All right. So let's talk about the panel. What? Ours right. or what? Oh, I totally forgot about our panel. Oh, we're not talking about that? No. We can talk about panel. that because that was the last thing that happened. It was. And we're not going to talk a whole lot about it because it'll be video. But Yuji Mitsuya, he had a Q&A on Friday, which we had something conflicting with. So we decided we'd go to the one on Saturday. That was the Funimation panel. So we went to it on Saturday. And as... I've grown to recognize no one goes to panels for Japanese guests, and it was very, very sad. There's, what, like a dozen of us there? Yeah, but he did have two Q&As, so... That's true, yeah. that's true. My Who knows what the first, first one was like. So he got going. He was telling some great stories about being in an, a quasi-idol band with Toshio Furukawa, who we mentioned earlier, who's Piccolo, uh, in a theater troupe with Mayumi Tanaka, who plays Kudidin, and also Luffy. Just, he's name-dropping people left and right, and I feel like he's not name-dropping dropping to name drop is that he actually does stuff with these people which is crazy and i love it yeah they're just friends very very nice um we didn't get too far into the panel when the fire alarm was pulled right and we were gonna sit and stick around but then staff was like no you need to exit did you want to tell the story at all about how he actually got his first voice acting job (laughs) why did you tell that that he they had a cast party for something and he went and there was another veteran voice actor that was there and i can't remember his name it was just drunken senpai yes he was very 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 drunk and he told him that hey you should come to some auditions tomorrow for this show and he's like oh he's probably joking because he's really drunk and so the senpai whips out a napkin that's all 
crumpled and just breaks out a pen and writes down the address and says, hey, be here tomorrow at whatever time. <laughs> like in a couple hours. <laughs> and so he actually went to work and wasn't going to go, but his boss ended up telling him, hey, you know what? You should go. That's more important. And I guess the rest is history. Well, he wasn't got he the, working, he's at, working a at a sandwich shop? store? Yeah. Yes. Always listen to your boss when he tells you to skip work and go to something. That's right. Listen to your drunken senpai and then listen to your boss when he tells you to leave work. All right. So the fire alarm was pulled. We wanted to stay. He wanted to stay. Otakon kicked us out. So we walked out. We were on level three, which yeah. has an outside area off to the side. He said, you know what, folks, come along with me and we'll continue the panel outside. So we got into a line and we followed that short, cute Japanese man right on outside because he's really short. Yes. And very very easy to lose. Yes. Except for his sweater. <laughs> right. or not sweater. Uh, whatever shirt he was wearing had a, had a pattern on it. So yeah, yeah. It's like, Let's follow that pattern. Follow that pattern, man. So we followed him outside and he started getting going. I think we got maybe a, another half story in when Otakon staff said, you know, you're still within the confines of the convention center. You need to actually leave the convention center. Well, being the pro he is, he said, we're not done. Come on, let's all go. So we headed down the escalators, down the stairs, outside. I think we made our way up against a wall outside the convention center. Right, on ground level. But and it was still too close to the building, so they made us walk some more, even though we tried talking again. So we ended up in the uh, Sheridan, I think. Yeah, we did. Because we're like, okay, this should be far enough. Third removed location. So, right, this is our third chance getting going. And I don't think we lost anyone in the group either, which so was too. amazing. So we ended up kind of in the lobby area of the Sheridan in some corner. It was pretty cool. It it was awesome. He's just telling story after story. And he wasn't even flustered. No, what a no, pro. He going. I loved his Kenshin stuff because remember, you and I just got done rewatching right, like Kenshin. The week before Otakon, we had just finished watching the Kyoto arc in Kenshin, so it was all fresh in our head and we were all fangirl and boy over it. And he's like, oh yeah, I voice directed that. I actually didn't credit myself for the first three months. What? And, and, and you know why he didn't? Because he didn't think it was good enough. Yep. That's so Japanese. It's so cute. And he is responsible for casting Suzukaze as Kenshin. He knew her. F was it the theater troupe? It was a theater troupe. You know, the type of theater troupe where it's all women playing male roles. Okay. Is that what it was? I think so. I think so. I thought they had done like, yeah, a stage performance together. And he right. was a really big fan of hers. And he just went to the director and suggested her and they called her and she auditioned and got the part. But she would only do it if he stayed on. Right, right. Which is crazy. And then I guess after three months, he allowed himself to be credited in the show. That's just crazy. I'm like, Kaiushin voice directed another one of my favorite shows, Kenshin. That's crazy. I loved it. And he's just telling story after story. Now, eventually I get the last question in, but were there any other fun stories, Heath, that he uh, tossed the in? The Timon one. Oh, the oh, yeah, Nathan Lane right. thing. <laughs> Right. I'm Japanese Timon. I'm Japanese Timon. <laughs> I can only imagine walking down the street and have somebody run up to you yelling that. <laughs> I would be a little scared. He, he just he just kept going and going and going, and he's smiling and he's just breaking into character voices. I, can I tell you my favorite part about this is that I went into this not expecting to be informed or entertained because I figured okay it's a C-list character from Dragon Ball I don't really care but this ended up being one of the best panels at Otakon I've ever and best moments at Otakon I've ever had he started out the very beginning of the panel and he said I just play bit parts I yeah. play really minor characters I don't do much you're like oh okay <laughs> and it just 
snowballed from there. It was definitely one of the best convention experiences, just following this dude around and him telling so many stories. And I don't know, it kind of giving us a news story at the end that led into financials. Well, and then he wanted he wanted to take a group photo. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. So we did. I think we had maybe three or four sessions of people passing cameras to Toshi to take photos of everyone. <laughs> Good times. Otakon, uh, that, that was a success. And we had our panel Saturday night. I was running on pure adrenaline because I was getting a sinus infection. But I think uh, it was a success, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. What, just, yeah. Yeah, well, because the room wasn't packed and my ego was bruised, but it was also 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. <laughs> it's true. It was 11 o'clock at night. I'm, I'm thinking about 300 people. The room sat 600. There were people past the halfway point but there were empty seats so probably like 250 to 300 which is still great we're gonna get a bigger audience from it online because i am going to be posting a mixture and editing of the presentation and video feed from it as well only problem being and heath i haven't told you this uh i borked up my computer this morning and it won't boot in the windows anymore what yeah <laughs> Uh, something to do with uh, an NVIDIA driver being identified as malware, and then I stupidly rebooted, and I got to do some recovery disk stuff, and yeah. Yay. Fun times, fun times. So the project files were on that computer, but you saw the preview of part one, so you know, I mean, it's, I did. it's on its way, it's coming. I'm going to split it up into the 10 parts of the 10 things, so it'll be, you 10 know, parts of 10 things? 10 parts of 10 things, a couple minutes each, so that I can put out a couple at a time. And Well, we gotta milk this thing. Damn right. So, Otakon 2010 is up in yes. all areas. Now on to Otakon 2011. Right, I think we're ready, we have... A panel idea already, and yeah, I think it's gonna be we super came fun. Up with Sunday morning, <laughs> I think I already have all of the material I need, and I think between the three of us, we have everything we need. And we're now definitely <coughs> witnesses for having been panelists in good standing. Damn right. So we better represent next year, yo. Looking forward to it. Otacom's a blast. Heath, you're coming back next year, right? I am. Right. All right. Um. We have gone on forever about stuff, and in terms of releases, there's really not a whole lot other than Kai in Australia coming out on the 18th, so if you're in Australia, there's your releases section. We'll cover more releases next week on the show. 27th has some stuff, but it's all just Kai stuff Stuff, in Japan. How many times have you said stuff in the last one minute? I don't know. Let's count. Someone count. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Stuff, stuff, stuffage. We're not stuff gonna, it, <laughs> Stuff bro. it, Mike. We're not going to do any emails either. We've been going on for a while. We're going to bring this episode here to a close. 229. Whoa. Thanks, everyone, for joining Woo-hoo. us. You should come uh, to Otacon, y'all. Heath. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir, for joining us on the show. Anytime. Would you like to plug anything? I suppose I would. You can find me at a little-known site called Contenti at www.kanzentai.com. And hopefully we have some content coming sometime soon. Who knows? We have apparently are now working on a timeline guide, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Nice. But Better you than me. I tried to get you to do it, and you wouldn't touch it. Fuck no. <laughs> Not with a 10-foot pole. That's right. It's all you, man. Like I was saying to you on Twitter, the only thing I can do is repurpose my own content these days. I'm sure I'm going to start doing that someday. It's fun. It's, it's your content Kai version. That's right. That's right. It's going to be Dizey X Kai pretty soon, just like Aster said. Uh, Mary, thank you for joining us. Thanks for letting me read things. No problem. <laughs> read what things? News. 
news and manga. And then relay memories of Otakon Past. Lovely. We'll see uh, you next week. And not only will we see you, we will see Jeff as well. God Yo- damn it, folks. Yo- we're Mr. doing it. Hella will be joining Are us. you doing it? We're doing it and doing it. Doing it well. Doing it well. Manga review of Awesomeness bringing the Cell game to a close with volume 35. My notes are done. No, I just read it right now. Mary just read it. I'll bring it over to Jeff. I'm I'm ahead of the game here. Ahead of the Cell game. If you will. Ha ha. ching. So look for that on 2.30 next week on the show. And then uh, I have a temporary schedule or potential schedule rather up on the homepage of the site. You can see what else we'll be doing in the coming weeks. So for Heath from Konzatai, thank you. You're welcome. For Mary over here. Bye bye. And for Julian, of course, who's still in the homeland of America for a little bit, heading back with the wife and child to Japan shortly. It was so fucking good to see him, wasn't it? Right. I wonder, are you going to post up any photos or is that too personal? I don't know. It's up to him. Okay. It's up to Julian. So for all of those folks, my name is Mike Vegito EX, and we will see you next week on 230 of our podcast. Thanks for listening to our podcast here at Daisenshu EX this week. We look forward to joining you again in your ears next week on the show. Podcast done.